0: The Dart Depot is proud to be partnering with SENZ to bring you the very best in darts.
1: 180!
0: Talking darts, this is At The Oki on SENZ.
2: Yes, welcome into At The Yockey here on SENZ, Ben Francis and Ben Rob with you through until 10 o'clock tonight. And we usually do the show every second Monday, but we're with you tonight due to yesterday being a public holiday here in New Zealand. As always, thanks for listening in. And if you know somebody who loves the great game of darts, who hasn't heard At The Yockey, let them know. This is the place to hear all your darts news and what is the only darts show on the radio we can call in and text of course you can give us a call 0800 150 811 or text double eight double three anything darts you want to discuss with myself ben francis in the chair tonight and accompanying me as always joining me in studio is our number one ranked player ben rob mate how are you yeah
0: good bro uh, long weekend hot weekend um good to be back in here talking a bit about, about back about darts
2: well uh, you had a good chance to represent uh, good old new zealand over the weekend
0: Yeah, had a test match against a good, experienced Australian team, and it was a good win for the the Kiwis. Uh, We came away with the win 18-16, and I I know that New Zealand group was super proud of what they achieved, and uh, I think it's a young core to that team, too. Uh, We've got a lot of young, hungry players in that team, and um, yeah, the future looks good for New Zealand Darts. Did you win a nice trophy? Nah, no trophy.
2: The
0: medal would have been nice, New Zealand Dark Council, Bob Wilson.
2: No, I just, I just think it'd be cool, you know, like w- when New Zealand usually plays uh, Australia and something, there's usually a trophy up for grabs. Yep. So it'd be great if there was like a trophy that, you know, you could hoist, lift in the air with some We Are the Champions music or something, you know, just yeah. to,
0: I should have pulled off uh, Wellington back in the day, the Nationals, they stole Canterbury's mat... And it became a thing we played for the match, but um, <laughs> maybe I should have stole a jacket or something or a shirt. Oh, or blimey. something, Or even a kangaroo teddy bear or something we could have played for. But
2: Wouldn't that just be typical darts playing for a trans-Tasman mat?
0: A mat, I know, right? So weird. But we needed to have something that they had so we could just have a laugh and show them that we have something that they wanted. So, But, no, the teams were good, man. Ah, the Australian team was just stacked with experience and... Um, yeah I know the young team that we had really came through I was super proud of my team
2: and of course uh, quite a few other events over on in Canterbury over the weekend you had I don't know what events you did play in and what you did not I should have done my research I know <laughs> you played on the singles
0: yeah I um, thought the- I played um, just the weekend gone uh, mixed singles uh, missed that um, two Australian pairs in, the, in that final uh, and then played the singles on Sunday went down to Warren Parry in the, in the, in the deciding leg and um I think it's fair to say that the old boy's back and he's hungry again because he played with fire and he played with passion and he just outplayed me at the moments that, that mattered. and you know he, he played well and then he played hopes in the final and apparently they both kind of scrapped it out and didn't play their best. But um, yeah, hope I the first trophy for the year in, in, the, in the ranked singles event and then backed it up with a uh, pair with uh, Tuki Naweko and the men's pairs the next day.
2: How good is it having the opportunities to for the guys from Australia to come over here? Because I'm assuming it's not that often you actually get that that extra calibre or that extra depth when you're playing in these tournaments. Yeah, oh, it's
0: massive. I think it was a good move um, for both having DA come over here for one of our events and hopefully we return the offer and send the team back over at some point. But uh, just the locals, the local boys, um, seeing what international talent and what it takes to, to kind of represent your country. Uh, not just the Kiwi faces that they, they know, and and they got to see it too, and they got to compete. And some not some not so much familiar names took out some big Australian players, and it's it's a good thing for the for for talent in New Zealand to see that you know maybe if they just put a bit more extra work in, that they could really take off in the game.
2: And of course, some of these guys who from Australia was it just, Justin Thompson was over Brandon Weaning, yep. among them guys who have actually played on the big stage before
0: Peter Machen, yep. Lakeside guy, multiple times. Like just stacked with just and then Adam Rowe, who's represented Australia so many times. Yeah, just for the boys that don't get to travel to see them rock up. And there was a there was a, a home court advantage type thing, or like, you know, a home court feeling that the, the Kiwis don't want Aussies to come over here and win our tournaments and after the mixed event, I was like, "Oh, we're on for it now because <laughs> they 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 showed up."
2: Yeah, we touched on the mixed events as well. Of course, they had both uh, countries had ladies playing as well. You know, how how good was that to see?
0: Yeah, yeah, and good for like someone like Nicole Reno. You know, like she's got so much hype on her in New Zealand, and to see you know the the I don't know how you would say it, but just the top female players from Australia come over and test her for the whole weekend and. Yeah, I don't know how she went. I was pretty much focused on my own. But um, yeah, it's good for the ladies as well to see the international talent. And, and I think they answered well. And I think Wendy was a bit injured, but she still showed up and played well, but didn't really show her, her potential.
2: No, uh, it's lots of good stuff happening around uh, the New Zealand scene. And we'll be touching on more of it very shortly. But also coming up here tonight on At the Hockey, there's lots been happening in the professional game as well since we last did the show. We made our Premier League picks. Uh, if you remember, <laughs> oh. I've, actually, I've actually got them written down. Oh, and, no. uh, one of us was a lot closer than the other one uh, in terms of picking it. But we had we had the Masters, which was one. We had the Premier League, the opening round of that. And coming up uh, later on in the show, we will... Well, I, this morning, I was organising it in the middle of the night, funnily enough. Uh chat with Chris Dobie. I caught up with him in the early hours of this morning. It was great to get his time, Hollywood. He's had a very big couple Oof. of weeks, and we'll be touching on on that very shortly. But mate, sticking with the with the local scene, what what's on the what's on the agenda coming up?
0: Yeah, so a big one um, in two weeks, back in Christchurch again, uh, DPNZ one and two. Um, that's the that's your premium ranking event for New Zealand, I guess. If you want to play on TV? So uh, yeah, holding defending that number one title that we say when we when we hope when we put the show on, uh, it all starts again then, and it, it. I don't know if anyone knows, but most know. But the rankings are scrapped back down to zero. It's all reset. There is no defending ranking points. It's just zero, zero. Everyone, everyone has the same opportunity to have what I did last year. So, um, yeah, nervous, um, super um, excited for it. Uh, seeing the guys play over the weekend. I know there's a bunch of guys that are. Put it in the work that are really hungry to to, to achieve in, in this year, and so yeah, it's, it's exciting. That's the big one this year, and then at the end of the month, um, we have the North Island and the South Island um, uh, chartered clubs, New Zealand, North Island, South Island, Compson, I think Podydor, and in Christchurch. So it's a lot going on. Um, yeah, get amongst it.
2: I, I guess when you've got lots going on, though, you kind of always have to try be at that peak level. Of performance because you know in some things you know if you play like a team sport you'd be building up towards you know your one game a week yeah but it sounds like you know there's multiple events across weekends you might be, you're obviously going to probably most likely be playing more than one game as well so you've got to just try to keep that practice level yep. up f- continually focusing so you're not always it's not you're not building up you have to try to stay steady at that level throughout a long, throughout a long yeah. period. In
0: a pool full of sharks You know what I mean There's so many guys That are capable Last year I was very Very lucky Not lucky as such But I created uh, A level that was steady That just got me the wins And uh, I think a lot of people Kind of looked at what I did And they're going to try And and copy that And and, and put their own take on it So yeah I'm I'm excited bro I I feel like it's going to be The toughest uh, DPNZ tour I've ever been a part of Uh, I could just see the talent Coming through And I'm gonna to have to be on my game, and but I still feel like if I play my game, I'm, I'm as chance as anyone else. So, yeah, I'm up for it. Um, yeah, what, a, what an exciting kind of time of the year!
2: Very exciting. Uh, nine minutes after nine here on at the Oki, proudly brought to you by our great sponsors at the Dart Depot, darts, dartboards, lighting, and more. You can go visit their great shop, get some great tips, so you can try all their darts. So they've got such a great uh, selection. Now uh, we want to hear from you guys as well. Keep texting through double eight double three. We've actually had a message here from uh, Ted. This uh, one will be aimed at you, mate, because you you know all the technical stuff. <laughs> he says, "I'm left-handed. Should I stand with my right foot flush to the oki or left? Should I focus above my target or at it? Should I lock my wrist when I release the follow-through?"
0: It's a lot of overthinking there, Ted. Um, I think just stand how you would how when you first walked up, how how you grab the dart. is just how you kind of feel comfortable holding it as you walk up to the oki and throw a dart. That's just how you're comfortable in. And um, yeah, definitely follow through, be loose. Don't worry about it, just aim and shoot. And the more hours you put on, the more you'll better understand your own action. And I think that's the key to, to success.
2: How much has your kind of throw or your stance changed in the years you've been playing or have you just kind of stuck with it and tried to improve it?
0: No, I've gone through a, a few stages. I had a few people over the years kind of give me you know, a bit of help and advice. I used to kind of rock a little bit like John Henderson. And um, I think Bernie Smith told me uh, the less action you have on, uh, on your throw, then the less that can go wrong. So I really went from the elbow lock it up my shoulder high, and then just hopefully I oh, just just moving from the elbow forearm forward. Uh, the, yeah, so the less things you have going on, the less that can go you know the, the less that can go wrong when you're when you're throwing. So yeah, I've definitely changed a lot since when I first started playing, and that's just playing tournaments and. And people um, giving me some advice, so it, it does help.
2: And I guess the thing is as well, if you do change your stance, you change the way you hold your dart, don't expect it to just work magically straight away. No. I remember changing my stance. It was the only time I've done it, and it took me quite a, a while to get used to it. Yeah. But after I felt comfortable in it, I could see my game getting better.
0: Yeah, I mean, some of these guys stand, like, hard up, their, like, their um, ankle on the occhi, yeah, leaning over, but I practice two hours a night sometimes, and I just feel like I want to stand there where I'm comfortable, something I can repeat, and I can do hours and hours without getting hurt or, or, or over trying, so it's just about being comfortable, the more comfortable you are, the less you're thinking, and the less you're thinking, the less you can go wrong. Well, that's what
2: works for me, anyway. Yeah, exactly. Everyone's different. Uh, if, and if you just jump on YouTube, uh, Ted or anyone else listening, uh, guys like Wayne Martell have run through ways to throw uh, kind of to have the elbow. They're so it's it's a lot more technical than people realize. And yeah. we're having since having the, the dartboard here, uh, trying to tell people, and you see the way they're throwing, you're like, no, 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 do it this way. And some people take it on board, some don't. But hey yeah that's darts, that's, and that's life yeah that's life, that's <laughs> life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 12 minutes after 9 here on At The Yockey coming up after the break we are going to be touching on what's been going on in the PDC since we were last on air as I said the Masters were complete opening night of the Premier League as well so we're going to touch on that and many more things here on At The Yockey brought to you by The Dart Depot The Dart Depot is your one stop shop for all things darts and queue visit The Dart Depot for those that don't know, that is actually the song that Ben Robb uses when he walks out, when he gets the privilege and the pleasure of playing in TV events. Unless he's going to be changing it for 2023. I oh, never know, mate, but it gives me goosebumps all the time. <laughs> he's pretty dangerous. He's pretty dangerous <laughs> on the dartboard. 18 minutes after 9 here on At The Yockey, brought to you by the Dart Depot. Dart's dartboards lighting and more. The Dart Depot. Now, mate, we're, we always like talking about the local scene, but we also like talking about the professional game as well, and the PDC. Uh, when we were last on they were building up towards the Masters which is kind of the first big televised event of the year it's usually the top 24 players in the world last couple of years they've put a bit more significance on it where the winner of the event gets a spot in the Premier League because the winner has usually not has not been one of the top players uh, 2021 it was Johnny Clayton we saw all that What well, he has seen what that did for him Two thousand and twenty two was Joe Cullen. Made the Premier League, have one dart to win it in the in the final. He, he had a pretty good year last year. But it was another new name on the on the trophy as well. And another another guy who picked up his first televised title and uh, Chris Doby. So Chris Doby winning the Masters, he had to be one hell of a field to win the Oof. win the title. And then that gives him a spot in the, the Premier League.
0: Mate, and that run. He beat he beat so many notable players, mate. He um, and he just took his moments. It, it didn't feel like a Van guren esque type of performance where high hundred averages and whatnot. But he just hit big finishes at the right time, hit his doubles, and he just looked like he really belonged in in that
2: in that elite field. <laughs> and the and the interesting thing was that, and we I don't I, I listened back to when I said I wanted to get your Premier League picks, uh, and. <laughs> which we'll touch on shortly, <laughs> but I didn't mention Chris Dobie. Chris Dobie's name wasn't even mentioned by anyone, really, that I saw. So the fact he came through and he got a spot in the Premier League is yeah. great. However, his inclusion has kind of it's it through a bit of little controversy around because he, he is an outsider in terms of the ranking. I think he's outside the top 16, uh, and sort saw a guy, I reckon that him getting in meant that Luke Humphreys missed out, who's the world yeah, number five. I think who, that happened too. Who I, I think actually really deserved to be there. Interesting thing though was that Matt Porter, who's the PDC chief executive, he explained that players' form in the big TV events was a reason for uh, them reaching where they did because... they need to be consistent so lots of people felt that Ross Smith should have been in there we both didn't have him in there because he was the European champion uh, the year before Rob Cross missed out even though he won the European championship Uh, Chris Dobie has actually had a very good second half of the year he reached the semi-finals of the European championship I think it was the quarter finals of the Grand Prix and the quarter finals of the World Champs so in three televised tournaments he did wow if you put the Masters on that are are you happy with his inclusion
0: yeah, I guess as long as there's consi- consistency, right? I mean, if every winner of that Masters gets to the Premier League, then you can't argue with it. But you know, there was no there was no exact um, thing out there saying that the winner of the Masters gets an inclusion in the Premier League. It just kind of kicked off when Johnny well, Clayton done it. Yeah,
2: you know, we just all assume that that's, that's what, what you
0: would assume. But there was nothing official out there saying if you win it, you're in. Because even when even when um, Doby won. He, he 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 was. His speech was along the lines of, you know, if they give me an opportunity, I'll take it. Nothing's granted and 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 whatnot." But it's a lot of big names that missed out. And then to add a bit of salt to the wounds, um, the PDC started just naming all these massive, you know, award winners that were players that didn't make the Premier League. So it would be tough for those guys that missed
2: out. I'm grabbing the grabbing the little jar of salt. And I'm going to sprinkle it all over you, mate, because i uh, got your picks here. Top four, <laughs> the top four, self-explanatory, so you got four of them, right? Yeah. Oh, uh, thanks. <laughs> but then you had Gabrielle Clements, who I actually thought was actually not a bad shout, but yep. he didn't make it. Josh Rock, which I also thought was a pretty good shout. Uh, you had Johnny Clayton and Luke Humphries. Yeah. I was way off. I was way off. Way off. Well, I'm putting smug face on here. Uh, I had the, the four. I had Aspinall and Dimitri Vandenberg. Wow. Wow. So, but I also I had Joe Cullen solely on the fact he lost in the final last year. Yeah, and I was actually kind of surprised he didn't make it. And I also had Luke Humphreys, which I think was probably the biggest shock to every everyone that and uh, in the, in the darts scene because everyone had Luke Humphries in there. He's fifth in the world. He's been very consistent. He was the first when they did the challenger series. He was the first one to actually win a game,
0: and he's been very vocal about wanting to participate in the Premier League yeah. for a long time.
2: Okay, so I, I guess the question is, so the the PDC have tried to revamp the Premier League format. Yeah. Uh, so this think this is going to be the third year where they've got eight players? Or the second? Maybe the second. Second year. Is it time to expand it back to 10 but try and try to keep it different? Like I, They always talk about trying to keep it fresh so it's not getting old. Yeah. But if you're going to keep this current format, how are you going to incorporate more players into it? Because you kind of feel like that if you have 16, that's going to be too much. I think they had 12 at one stage. They've had 10. Yeah. And now they've got eight. So how, if, if you were one of these men in charge or people in charge, how would you change? change yeah. It? Because is it fair to have the Masters winner, make like the Premier League, when the Masters is not considered... A major. It's, not even a
0: ranked, it's not even a ranked major. I
2: actually, yeah, so I'll ask you that question first and then I'll share my views. Yeah,
0: I mean, as a dar player, you just want to see consistency. Um, as, as long as the Masters winner of every year makes the Premier League, i got no problem with it. But you can't, to take something away from Luke, who's who's done amazing things in the year and he's been so vocal about wanting to be in the Premier League, And I think he had a good case to be in the Premier League, Premier League this year. And, uh, he'll be gutted with that. and um, Yeah, what was your other question there, Benny? I kind of missed that. Uh,
2: I guess I guess my point I was going to go on more was that should the Masters winner be the... Uh, in, in Automatic inclusion. inclusion. Oh, and the format, yeah. And the format. So how should we do it? Because when you look at some of the guys that missed out, like a Luke Humphries, to me it's almost like daylight robbery. He should be in there.
0: Oh, there's so many stories, eh? At the end of every year, there's always something that can go on with new inclusions. I think 12 is a good number. I think the talent's there and, and the draw's there. I even had a mate of mine, Welsh he brought up an idea of having a random, you know how they had the challenger night, you know, the challenger series, but no one knows who that's going to be. And you could just randomly bring out maybe a legend of the game or, or someone in form of that week or won a pro tour or something, but nobody knows in that room who's walking out until the lights go on. And I thought it was a cool idea because I got goosebumps when the Sorry, idea I... of Phil Taylor coming into the Premier League when no one was expecting it would just drop the mic and and uh, get everyone talking about I, it.
2: I'm getting serious Royal Rumble vibes oh, from that's WWE. Me.
0: That's, that's the exact thing we were talking about.
2: <laughs> so, uh, so if you were in charge, that's how you'd do it. So you kind of have 10. I'd have
0: 11. Confirmed. Yeah, And then I would have a rolling 12th, which includes if all those players. And then if they want to be in the Premier League, then they get that one chance to blow up, and they have so, their chance. So
2: if you have 12 players, how are you going to keep it fresh in that aspect? Because the reason why they have this current format is so there's a winner on every night, so it's you interesting. You not have
0: to change that. You, just, you can only have a winner of every night if you have eight. But the argument is, is that you're just not getting a, a fair representation of people's performances throughout the year. Because
2: what I think would be very interesting and I don't know how you'd incorporate it but I think it would be great having like keep it at eight yeah. but then you also have like that second tier which might may, might be done on another night and you have let's say eight players in there. I also at, run it at two night Premier League. So it was almost like a two night Premier League but at the end of the year it's essentially the top two or sorry the bottom two so eighth and seventh cannot be in the Premier League next year, and they are like relegated. And the top two from the so other one almost copying the football. It's co- it's kind of copying like the football exactly. So yeah. you, so you kind of have the guys that then then go up. So you kind of your top four as are, are, are locked. Yeah. The f- I guess the other I guess it kind of makes it a bit it, tricky gets, though. it
0: gets tough because you can't just. I mean, what happens if I, I'm just like d- price falls outside of a sixteen because he has a a, a mere of a year. Well, that you t- t- probably include him He in. Sh- should have done better. <laughs> but you have to include him in because he's been in the previous year of Premier League. So there's, there's so many things to think about. But I think just as a Darts fan, people want to see the names that are playing well, get an opportunity to play inside that, that, yeah. that arena.
2: But anyways, the whole whole thing coming back to what this initial thing about was Chris Dobie got in. He won the opening night of the Premier League. So he's kind of justified it. Justified
0: his... it. He just quieted everyone that was... Thinking that he shouldn't even be in there.
2: But this is also the the crazy way darts has been over the last few years is that we have now a guy, and it's only been two events, but we're having Chris Dobie who is dominating. He's done well in two events. It's very rare for a player to kind of keep that form going for a lot longer. So it's probably in the next couple of weeks going to be another player dominating. It's
0: it's the Premier League, man. Any of those guys can fire up.
2: uh, And the last point I wanted to bring up is... When I first started got into darts there were essentially your four majors which was the World Champs, World Grand Prix, Grand Slam and the Match play. The thing which I'm getting really really annoyed about is now that it seems like every other televised event like the European Championship, the World Series of Darts Finals is now a major. Yeah. What do you think on that? Because I don't, I don't agree with that. I think you should have your, your your majors. It's kind of a bit like the whole tennis thing. You've got your your top tier tournaments. You got your other ones, which are like your second tier. Yeah. Because I, I just don't like it how oh, Ross Smith misses out because he won the European Championship. He won a major title. It's a major title because it's on TV, but it's not a major title in the context. The
0: context of, of the world. Of, Darts. Yeah, and the history of the game. Exactly. Hundred percent. I could, I can agree more with that. I think there should be more grandness to to winning those four events you said and. Yeah, I mean they could just keep, keep naming them off. There's going to be more and more events as 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 darts progresses and as the popularity grows. But if, like you said, if you have those four majors and have them only as the four majors, it'll it'll make it'll give it more of a shine.
2: There we go. 29 minutes after nine here on at the Oki. Coming up after the break will be my chat with Chris Dobie. I did in the early hours of this morning. Got a got a decent interview out of there. We talk all things darts and a bit of Newcastle United as well because that's as Big love, but that is coming up after the break. Uh, 25 minutes away from 10 o'clock here on at the Oki brought to you by the Dart Depot. Darts, dartboards, lighting, and more at the Dart Depot. If you're not familiar with the song, it is because it is the walkout song for our next guest, Chris hollywood Doby. And earlier today, I caught up with the man of the moment. Now, I was organizing this interview at 4 o'clock in the morning, and you can check my emails, by the way, to show you that I actually was. I was up in the middle of the night doing this. I didn't get as much time to prep, but hey, I managed to have a nice little chat there with Chris Dobie, and we'll bring it to you right now. Joining us on At The Yoki today is a man that probably two weeks ago right now was throwing a few practice starts, and looking ahead now, if he reflects back on those two weeks, he's probably just absolute awe if I had said to him then that he would have won the Masters would have been in the Premier League and won the opening night, got a text from Alan Shearer and was appearing on New Zealand radio. He probably would
1: have laughed at me. Is that right, Chris Dobie? Yeah, that's absolutely right. Nice to have us here.
2: Yeah, uh, absolute pleasure to have you on, Chris. And
1: can you just explain to us how the last two weeks have been for you? It must have been an absolute whirlwind. Yeah, of course. Um, obviously, starting off by winning, winning my first TV major was, uh, was a dream... And obviously getting selected for the, the Premier League as well, which topped off a, a good weekend. Well, a good few days, as you could say. But uh, yeah, to, to follow up by winning the opening night in the Premier League and all, all the people saying I didn't deserve my spot and whatnot. But uh, now nah, proved proved them wrong and that I was meant to be there. Did you know heading into the final that you would be, that there was a Premier League spot up for grabs? Um, I had my doubts because obviously in the last couple of years there was a Premier League spot up for, for grabs, going off. Um, as you seen what Joe and Johnny did a few years ago, and uh, that that was in the back of my mind. But I brushed off every interview with um with the lads after each game, uh, mentioning Premier League. I didn't want to know nothing about the Premier League until I actually won it, and then obviously it, it's nice to to hear that I, that I got a spot on the on the Monday morning. Seeing what uh, Joe and Johnny have done after they
2: got their Premier League spots, you kind of hoping for a, a similar effect? Uh, I think both have ended up
1: coming on the World Series events, uh, among other things. Yeah, it'd be nice. Um, I'm off to a good start after after winning on Thursday, but um, there's a long way to go now and you just take it game by game and week, week by week. So, yeah, I'll be, I'll be hoping to, to do exactly what they did and... Um, reach the playoffs. And can you tell us some of what the reaction has been like to your success?
2: touched on at the start there, you got your text from uh, your Newcastle United hero. You know, can you
1: tell us some yeah. of the other Anyone else reach out to you? Um, There, there was quite a few. A few of the football lads um, obviously keep in touch with, with both Mat- Matty and Sean Longstaff as well. And obviously the message from Steve Hartwell, the former Newcastle goalkeeper, Alan Shearer, and, and Tim Healy from our Vida St. uh He's a pretty big name in the northeast, and um, obviously plays a massive part in the the TV series Benidorm as well. So, yeah, so it's nice to have the the fans and obviously support from from those as well. So, yeah, it was a it was a good weekend for me. What about just the reaction in, in your little community out there in the northeast? Yeah, well, I've, I've got a big fan base, and obviously back home, I've got a a big like family friends group. Who travel and support us wherever I go, and obviously the local dart scene in the northeast is massive, and the amount of support I get from them week in week out, it uh, it helps a lot. And there's there's a lot of more talent in the the northeast as well, so they're still breaking through.
2: Now, what would you put your you know recent good run of form down to? So I think you, you reached was it the last eight off the top of my head of the world champs? Uh you had yeah. you had a couple, had a had a couple of really good runs, like uh deep run in the European championships and the World Grand Prix as well. You've kind of carried that over to now. So what kind of have you put that recent jump in form
1: down to? Um, just confidence. Um, obviously performing the way I did at the match player when I was eight two up. I lost from eight two up against Rob and I put that down. Obviously, I I said myself bottled it. I went back, worked hard, worked hard on finishing. I know my scoring was there, but I went back and worked worked a lot on my my finishing and just had that extra one hour, two hours, and have went back to playing local leagues as well leading up to these uh, competitions. So I think being with the lads where I started my dots, my local dots, I think they have helped obviously bring us back down to reality. So they they, they don't. They bring me down when when I need to. So they, they don't just say, Oh, you've done well, you have done this. They'll tell us if I've if I've played rubbish or whatever. So that that kind of normality, I think I needed that and obviously going back to local leagues has, has helped a little bit as well.
2: What has been the most re- rewarding part of your of what has happened in the
1: last two weeks? Um, just getting getting that first title on on T V because I, I've I fell at the like the semis quarterfinals and the the last few as well so knowing I've got that out of the way and that I can can do it and obviously i've I've always believed I can do it and I kicked on straight from that as well so winning my first first big one is is the key because then I, I followed it less than a week week later by winning the opening night of the Premier League as well so it just shows once I once I've done that and i I knew I can win so yeah that was probably the the main main thing. They can often say in sport, you know, when you lose, you can often learn a bit
2: more about yourself. But have, what have you discovered about yourself after winning uh, the the Masters and then winning the opening night of the Premier League?
1: <clears throat> that I, that I can live with the best of them. Um, obviously, I've I've know I've beaten them, met them all before, but doing it on a week-in, week out basis is is something I'm gonna have to get used to playing the best in the world. It's going to bring my game on, so I think um I think that's the key key part of it as well. So getting used to this kind of format against the top players in the world. Now I'm I'm
2: being a little bit cynical when I say this, but uh, is is there a coincidence that uh, your
1: your recent rise in form has something to do with Newcastle United doing so well as well? <laughs> it could it could be um when I, when I when I've not been. At the Dot I've been following Newcastle home and away, which has helped. And I I said in many interviews, darts was just my hobby a few years ago, and now now it's turned into my job and my my livelihood, you know. And so I had to turn to something else, and obviously following Newcastle was was a massive part of my life growing up. So that's my hobby now. I, I'll where whenever I'm not at darts, I'll try my best to to go home or away, and yeah. I, they, they kind of spur us on to do well as well. So, I had a nice little tweet from the from the football club as well after doing well. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a great feeling. I've actually only just noticed that you actually do have a Newcastle shirt on. So, um, yeah, that's
2: good. <laughs> I, 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 I'm not too sure if it was true, but was it true that you were going to go to Wembley for the the, the League Cup final against Man United? Yeah, I'll be there. I'll be there. Oh, good on you! You know, it's it's gonna it's great that you've got that uh, real close connection to the club. And what does that connection to the club mean to you? You know, you've got obviously that relationship with some of the players that are there. And yeah. uh, I, you know, being from here, we don't kind of have that yes, tribalism with some of our sports clubs. Yeah, maybe some of the international teams. But how much does that actually mean to you? Kind of having that support of such a big team behind you.
1: Yeah, well, for me, growing up, it's it's what I've known. It's the only. The only club I've ever followed and had a season ticket for many years, so I've always had the love for the club and to finally, uh, well, I follow them home and away and to finally, obviously get something back as well. It, it's amazing and it's. It, I've said it again. It's 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 a one club city. You know, it's where any anybody in Newcastle around Newcastle, it's they're just black and white and. Yeah, it's it's amazing just to just to be part of it all.
2: And Chris, what are some of your goals for the rest of the year now? You've got you've got that TV title, you've got the Premier League, so kind of what else are you aiming to achieve in 2023?
1: Um, I need to get myself up those rankings, push into the the top 16. I've um I've been sitting outside that top 16 now for for a few years now and I, I quite haven't broke that uh, the barrier but I'm not too far away. I feel my my game's there to to compete with them, and obviously you touched on the Premier League as well. So I'm hoping to have a a nice run on that, and uh, i am I've getting off to a good start. So I think playing playing this week in week out is it's, it's going to lift my game, and hopefully I can uh get quite a, quite a few titles under my belt this year. Yeah, that that's awesome to hear, Chris. And I just want to quickly touch back
2: on Newcastle, because I know I know you love Newcastle. I know this this is for darts, but I know you love your Newcastle. Uh I was curious to know, do you know how many New Zealanders have played for Newcastle United?
1: Oh. Um well I know Chris was a recent one. Um oh, I'm gonna say three out, I guess. I actually don't know. I was just curious if you knew. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, uh,
2: I, I did. I did look it up, and I could only see Chris Wood. So I will Chris I, Wood. I will,
1: sorry, for throwing uh, you under the bus, but I had to uh, try. No, no. Like I, said, I knew I knew Chris Wood, but I didn't know if that was from before my time or not. I thought it was a trick question. <laughs> uh that's a good but as well just on Chris
2: Wood I know he's he had about a year at, at Newcastle but how important was he in kind of in that transition period for Newcastle because when he kind of joined the club and you look at a guy like Eddie Howe joining the club they were in that relegation zone and I know he was Chris Wood kind of had that role coming off the bench as such yeah. and didn't score as many goals but how I guess how important was he in that little transition period to
1: from then to now? I think I think he'd done the job. Um obviously he'd done what he, he needed to. We we got him from relegation fight Burnley who, who were down there and I think we kind of took their main target man and main player. So when he came to us that done us a favor as well by getting their their main main target man. But uh, he came in and at the start he he done his job. He, he did not he, he's a strong lad and everyone was feeding off him but he didn't quite get the, the run of games that that he probably should have. But, um, yeah, in and the, and the season we stayed up, he he done well. But like I said, he, this season he hasn't hasn't had the chance. He hasn't had a look in when, obviously, they've just uh, shipped him off to Nottingham Forest as well. So, now fair play to me. I'm sure you will you'll get a good one there. And just looking behind you, you've got,
2: it looks like a quite and a very impressive a range of sports memor- memorabilia yeah. there. What's
1: your most uh prized position that you have there I've got the um the board where i I played Phil Taylor in his last ever world championships so oh, wow. the game I played Phil Taylor I, um, I've got the board in it and the frame and that so I think that's that's definitely up there because not many not, not many people can say they played Phil on the biggest biggest stage of them all no, nah, that, that's really awesome, Chris. That's a really, really cool
2: piece of uh, memorabilia you got there. Uh, thank you so much for your time today, Chris. Really appreciate it. I know you've been, been so a busy. Uh, you've been real busy lately. It's been an absolute whirlwind two weeks. And uh, all the best to the rest of uh, 2023. And who knows, you keep it up, you might find yourself
1: heading down under for the World Series of Darts. I think close, man. I appreciate that. Thanks for having us.
2: Nine minutes away from 10 o'clock here on At The oki And boy... That has flown by incredibly quick. Just have a quick hour chat of darts and we're we'll back in 13 days' time. Mate,
0: how good? Under two weeks. First time for a long time.
2: Yeah, exactly. Uh, but massive thanks to our great sponsors at the Dart Depot uh, darts, dartboards, and lighting, and more at the Dart Depot. I've uh, got the Premier League coming back up again. That's on every Friday, New Zealand time. And also coming up this weekend, we'll have our first players' championship events. Which, for those that don't know, is essentially all the tour card holders play, and they'll have a couple events I think on this weekend, and they'll have some European uh, tour card holder events as well for the opening European events. this year so there is a bit coming up in the PDC, but boy, for these top guys in the Premier League, it's literally no rest, so they'll do the premier they'll do the Premier League on the Thursday this is UK time they'll do the Premier League on Thursday, then they'll travel to the wherever the players' championship events Barnsley. are. They're in Barnsley this weekend. So they have the two there. They'll potentially do the European Tour qualifiers. They'll have a couple of days at home. And then they'll have to go fly to the next Premier League spot, which could be anywhere. I don't know where they're playing off the top of my head. But essentially all over Europe. I think they got events in Germany, Netherlands as well, Scotland, Wales, Ireland, England, of course. But uh, for, the, for those top guys, there's no rest. It's literally just non-stop and... It's so, well, a guy like Michael Smith. Michael Smith actually, he's actually having his he's actually having those first days at home since he won the title. Mate, over a month ago, he's actually getting able to spend time with his family.
0: And you heard that's what happened with Rob Cross. That's oh, why you know he came along, dominated that year, got to the World Champs, won that, and then fell right off. And it was probably just the amount of commitments that, that comes with being a World Champ.
2: Yeah, and. I, I remember seeing Rob Cross. He came because he came to New Zealand the, that year where he won the title, and then he was back the year after, so twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen. He was like a completely different person.
0: Yeah, yeah. He? he he looked defeated. He looked exhausted, and um, probably just. I mean, when you're in that role, you, you always prioritise training and practice first. But I guess if you have you know that amount of money attached to a prize, and you, it comes with a whole lot of commitments. And it can get on top of you. But good old Michael. He said, no, thank you. I need to focus on my balance and my family and my darts. And you know, if he's not playing well, good darts. And, you know, these prizes and these things don't come along with it.
2: Yeah, so we're still planning to get Michael Smith on the show. But, hey, family's first. So we've got to take that into consideration. But uh, we've We've got our own world champ representative oh. running around Auckland. So if you see him, just uh, him. Call, call, him the, call him the champ. Call him the champ. People's champion.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I'm just excited for the player Championship. Um, for players that people who don't know that uh, for the first year tour card holders, the way into the majors is is breaking their top sixteen in the and the Players Championship. That's where championship it all begins, too. really. It's
2: how you build up your ranking money so you can play yeah. in these bigger events. So. Yeah, the
0: player Championship is an, an order of merit all on its own, and and the top sixteen in that come in with the top sixteen order of merit of overall. So that's the way you break into these tournaments. You've got to start quick. Damon Hedder did it well last year. He did. And that's where you get your name from. And when the name comes sponsorships and comes opportunities. So I'm interested to see who follows up. I mean, Josh Rock, does he follow it up? Does he show the form he showed everybody?
2: Exactly. I've got about 30 seconds, mate, but i got a bit of a quick announcement to you. Okay. This is, all. This this is going to be the last show of At The hockey I Do. As a 26-year-old. Oh, there you came. <laughs> I was like, what's going on? Do I have to host this thing oh, yeah. as well? Oh, I saw your face, mate. It's the absolute shock on your 26. face. I think I'm 26. Oh, I thought you were like 33 or something. Oh, geez, so jeez. Don't be Don't worry, mate. You're doing well. Oh. <laughs> doing well, mate. Oh, thanks, mate. But that's at the Oki for this week. We'll be back on February 20. Well, I'll be here. Hopefully Ben's here. Hopefully I'm here. Hopefully. No, we'll, we'll see. He's a very busy man. But once again, thanks to our great sponsor at the Dart Depot. Dart, start boards, lighting, and more. The Dart.